interviews and insights with the biggest names in Canadian baseball. This is the CBN Podcast. Well, it wasn't pretty, but the job got done all the same. Canada picks up the first win of the World Baseball Classic, thanks to putting up 18 runs, Jackson. Um, three hours and 38 minutes, I believe, was the time of the game for seven innings. Yeah, and without the mercy rule, we would still be watching. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was quite the game, Matt, quite the way to kick off a tournament for Team Canada. We're going to get into a lot of different aspects of it. I, you know, I think the first initial thought is, well, you know, it's... Uh, the pitching is certainly a little behind the hitting right now. I think when it comes to both teams, uh, it was a pretty sloppy game in all aspects. Uh, Canada walked 16 times. You could credit it to good at bats or uh, pretty horrendous pitching, however you want to slice it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know what? It's, it's also the time of the year. I mean, you look at a guy like Quantrill, I think they mentioned on the broadcast, he had walked five guys in the first inning all last season. He walks four. Um, you know, that's just something you don't see out of him very often. And it kind of, I guess, set the set the tone for the game. Yeah. And and I and I thought Quantrill was around the zone. I didn't think he was particularly bad, but he couldn't command his off speed very well. Um, you know, there was just too many pitches that were way too high in the zone. Um, and you know, you throw that to any professional hitter, they're going to have some success. He just didn't look sharp, as you said. He's just not quite ramped up yet. I didn't think Bo Naylor had a tremendously good first inning either. I think there was a lot going on in the base paths. I think the game sped up on both of them. Yeah. I don't think they were expecting Great Britain to, you know, utilize base running as well as they did in the first inning. And, and you know, it was they really put on a clinic. Uh, so there was a lot going on in that first inning. But, yeah, you're right. Quantrill did not look sharp, and and that that battery didn't either. Yeah, and I don't think anyone uh, thought about holding runners the first two in and two plus innings. Um, Great Britain five steals. Uh, that should have been a sixth. The uh, video replay, I think, was that was a little bit questionable. Worked in Canada's favor, uh, mm-hmm. mind you. Um, but yeah, and and Bo Naylor back there, a young catcher on a big stage, their first game at the World Baseball Classic. That's a little bit to be expected. I think that's where playing Great Britain in the first game maybe helps Canada. Um but yeah, yeah so it, you're not going to walk four guys in the first inning against the United States tonight um, and get away with it and then be able to think that yeah. you're going to be able to, to claw your way back in the game. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, Canada was just simply able to overpower Great Britain there throughout the game. You know, and, and they put together some really good at-bats. You got you to gotta give Canada some credit there. I thought they, they did a nice job just waiting for theirs, looking for the right pitch. You know, again, 16 walks. Um, the teams combined for 26 runs, which is a new uh, tournament record for runs scored in a game. <laughs> uh, and I, I just thought that, you know, Matt, they, they really, the lineup looked great, obviously. Um, but it was more about the patient at-bats that I was really impressed with throughout the game. You know, especially when they're early on, when they were down a little bit, when they were battling, maybe not expecting to have to be battling as much as they did. Because Great Britain kind of kept on kind of weaseling their way back into the game, right? I mean, give give Great Britain credit. I mean, they were mm-hmm. they like you said they they kept coming and and they utilized their speed and they they put pressure on Canada, and that was a really good ball game. You know, it was a close ball game for you know, it's weird to say three innings, <laughs> but it was a long three innings. But yeah. Uh, yeah, they just kept coming. Give them credit, and and they stuck with the United States the night before too. You know, six two loss, and that's that's big for the baseball in that country. But event, you know, when all was said and done, the Canada lineup came through, and and you just saw the end result. Yeah, this game won't be big. This specific game won't be big for 
baseball in Great Britain. I could just imagine, uh, you know, this being on in a pub, you know, somewhere in the UK. And they're like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I saw you know? someone said, I saw someone send out a tweet saying, uh, please let people in Great Britain know this yeah. is not how baseball is supposed right. to be played. But, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, it's a win for Canada at the end of the day. That's what they needed. It was a game they couldn't afford to lose, obviously yeah. heading into the United States, Colombia, and Mexico. Uh, at the end of the day, you get the job done and you move on. Well, and that's it. Uh, you know, at the outset of this game, you think for Canada, okay, this is a must win for you, obviously. Ernie Witt said it on our show last week. Be sure to go check out that episode if you haven't listened to it, by the way. Uh, we did a World the World Baseball Classic preview show as well as a Ernie Witt interview. So be sure to check those out if you haven't. Uh, but yeah, I, and look, it, there's a number of different ways to cut it. I think this game, like in terms of things you can take out of it if you're Ernie Witt, I thought sort of the back end of the bullpen, you know, uh, Taylor did a nice job, you know, Axford came in and at least, you know, what you have a little bit in a few guys, you know, but the look on Ernie Witt's face when Cal Quantrill couldn't get out of the first inning, Matt. Ugh. Yeah. And and I think it was Buck Martinez that mentioned it, you know, back when the roster was initially announced, they were expecting, you know, three or four innings out of Quantrill and Nick Pavetta and they got two outs out of the combined two of them. So not the ideal start, but again, like you said, the back end of the bullpen, Curtis Taylor looked okay. Axford looked good with his gray beard out there. He looked, you know, I think his first pitch was 94. Yeah. And I think it goes to show how important this game was um, that he used Brash uh, up 10 to kind of seal it and, and move on because, you know, you didn't want to use any more bullpen arms than you needed to, and they needed to win uh, heading into the rest of the tournament. Yeah, and especially with Great Britain having played the night before, Canada being fresh, you got to win this game. And they did. And so now, you know, I think if you're if you're looking at sort of the lineup perspective, I obviously wouldn't change much. You know, I, I thought that one guy who kind of surprised me was Jacob Robson in the nine hole, four for four uh, with a walk. I thought he really impressed. He looked good. He looked patient, you know, and, and I thought that really the, the whole team did. And that was one thing that I, I liked. I hope that you know, you're going to need that to continue against the U.S. Obviously, yep. you're going up against, uh, you know, much higher caliber pitching. Right. And Matt, I, I look at the pitching staff for Canada tonight. Uh, you know, it's going to be uh, Mitch Bratt going uh, likely with the with the start tonight against the U.S. But boy, after him, I don't have I, too, too much uh, I, confidence. Again, using Brash last night, getting that win. It's going to just kind of see how the game unfolds. But yeah, you know, I, I expect, you know, more from the pitching staff. Like, you, like Ernie said, this is a, a weird time to play this tournament. And you kind of saw the reason why um, the pitching just wasn't sharp. Um, but it was enough to get the win. But I do expect as the turn moves on, you'll see less walks, hopefully. Um, and more scoreless innings from the Canadian pitching staff. But you said the lineup looked good. I mean, in that in that uh, roster preview episode we did, we talked about this outfield, and we were kind of unsure how it was gonna, yeah, you know, play. We obviously knew Tyler O'Neill was penciled in, um, obviously, but we yeah. weren't sure how who was gonna fill the rest of the outfield. I was a little bit surprised to see Owen Casey in the lineup, but he, I guess I shouldn't have been. That home run to center field, <laughs> that thing was crushed. He's had a tremendous spring, Owen Casey. He's he's been hot heading into this tournament. This is just a perfect time. I think that might be why he drew into the lineup, to tell you the truth. He's just hot right now. Uh, he's earned the, the way he's played uh, a chance, and he, he looked great. Hopefully he can continue to get some playing time. I thought he he looked good both in the outfield and, and at the plate. I think he'll continue to do so. And, you know, that's the thing. You look in the outfield, you're right. There's a lot of sort of uh, ways to compete 
you know, so they DH Jared Young and, and Robson gets left field. Now we were talking, like you said, in our roster PV show about, you know, how are they going to structure it? Are they going to put O'Neill in center? Are they going to put him in left? Are they going to put someone like Casey or Clark in center? Well, they put O'Neill in center, seemed to work out pretty well. So that, you know, one less thing to worry about in terms of a premium defensive position. Um, and, and yeah, Robson and Casey both kind of earning their keep, if you will, in the outfield. You know, what does it mean for, does a guy like Denzel Clark draw in tonight? You know, does a Desan Brown come in at some point to pinch run? We'll see. I mean, that's sort of a situational thing. But, yeah, good to get some clarity regarding this outfield. And the infield a little less, uh, uh, you know, unpredictable. Uh, but I thought they looked pretty sharp too. Uh, especially, I mean, not so much sort of early on in the game. But I thought, you know, as the game went on, I, I've, I'm i actually, you know, this, this Canada lineup uh, can certainly do some damage. And I'm really interested to see what they're going to have in store tonight. Yeah, and it's uh, I believe it's Lance Lynn penciled in to start for Team USA. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a very uh, experienced big league starter. I mentioned in that roster preview show, too, that I was most looking forward to watching Edward Julian. He wasted no time okay. um, showing why he's the Twins' number four prospect, home ring to get them back in the game in the bottom of the first. But, yeah, th- these young guys, the next generation of Canadian stars, Julian, Casey, um, you know, nailer behind the plate, settled in, I thought, after the first little bit. To be honest, I don't think the pitching staff gave him any chances on those uh, base stealers. Um, something they'll probably look to to work on tonight. Um, but yeah, it was the offense. There's nothing wrong with that offense. You know, 18 runs, 17 hits, 16 walks. Uh, that won't happen tonight. But I mean, it's good to see that they're, you know, in a game like that where it's, you know, back and forth, so many runs scored so long, it can be easy to get a little jumpy at the plate and maybe get away from your approach. And they really didn't do that, um, yeah. which was good to see. Yeah, that's what I was alluding to there. It's, it, that was, I think, important. I think it speaks to, you know, just what Ernie Witt's been preaching about how, you look, we, we got to win this game. So it was just, it felt like a business-like approach at the plate, I think, throughout the game uh, from top to bottom. And again, this is a young lineup, right? Like you were just saying, it'd be a lot easier on this big stage to maybe get a little jittery in the box, right? Uh, and I, I think they they didn't grip the bat too tight. They just stuck to their process. It was actually quite impressive. Yeah, and I look at Julian at the plate. I look at Casey at the plate. I don't know if it's just me, but these guys look like big leaguers already. Yeah. As, like, even Casey, at, I, I, 20 years old, he looks like a big leaguer already. Um, and, you know, we talked about this stage and, and coming on, you know, playing the World Baseball Classic – what it can do for your stock in the organization. The Cubs have to be thrilled with that first game performance from Ron Casey. Yeah. Cubs twins as well with Julian. And yeah, it's, it's interesting to see, you know, the way that we talk about these prospects, we talk about these guys and how they might factor in. Right. And then Julian just first pitch (laughs) hits a dinger. It's, you know, sometimes it's a lot more simple than how we uh, try to break it down. I, I thought Julian looked really impressive as a leadoff hitter. And I was wondering who's going to kind of hit leadoff for this team. And it appears as though Edward Julian is going to have that role for now, four walks as well. And, you know, you look at, you talk about Lance Lynn starting. This is a, I, I realized it kind of during the game and watching, boy, there's a lot of lefties in this lineup. Hey, eh? so you kind of look at it like we'll see kind of how they structure their lineup tonight. But, you know, something to certainly think about, especially uh, with a guy like Freddie Freeman. Right. Um, but really throughout their lineup, lots of lots of different looks. I like what uh, Witt did here with Julian leading off, but then Freeman's, Freeman in the two-hole and O'Neill bat third. Yeah. Right off the hop, first inning, you're going to get their two best hitters. So I think uh, looking for maybe some quick strike offense, which they got off the bat of Julian um, against Great Britain. Going to see a much more experienced pitching staff, obviously, with the United States tonight. But the U.S. has not looked like the juggernaut 
that we thought they would be. Now that's through two games. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, they look very beatable as Mexico showed last night. Yeah. And, and again, this tournament, I, I think you kind of alluded to it there. Like this tournament is just so unpredictable, right? And now we're really seeing it partially because of the time of year, right? There's been a bunch of upsets already. You know, I mean, there's been some cool stories too, right? Like Team Italy, for example, been a really cool story. You look at this Team Mexico, you know, so they lose to Colombia in a game that they started Julio Arias. So you're thinking, wow. So they've used, you know, pretty much their best starter in a game they lost, you know, and you're thinking for Canada, well, that's really interesting, isn't it? Because you got to finish, you know, don't worry again, like we've been talking about, you scratch the US, you got to finish above everyone else, right? But then Mexico comes back and beats the U.S. last night, and now all hell's broken loose in the group. So it's there's so many obviously different possibilities to go uh, here, and we'll we'll see what happens. Obviously tonight's a huge game for that. Yeah, I, I think you're right. It's just the U.S. to me hasn't looked good. I don't think they ha- they haven't looked good at the plate though, especially Matt. Yeah, and and I'm watching that Mexico U.S. game last night. I'm watching Mexico take the lead, build on their lead, and I'm starting to think, is this good for Canada? Yeah, because now the Me- Mexico is one and one, the U.S. is one and one heading into tonight. Yeah, Colombia is one and zero. Oh. So there's a lot of wins on the board here, and a lot of it's going to be a logjam for those top two spots now. Um, and uh, if Canada goes three and one, they're going to get in. Um, but yeah, it could get interesting with the. If you look at, I think it was Pool A, uh, or Pool B, uh, with Cuba, Italy moving on. All five teams were two and two. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you're just trying to put yourself in a spot where you'll have a chance. Right. And now Ernie Witt's going to be saying, look, it's wide open. Anything can happen here. Okay. And and you look, so today they have the U.S. and then, you know, tomorrow they have Colombia. That's going to be, a depending on what happens tonight, obviously, but that's going to be a massive game, um, you know, in terms of seating, in terms of positioning. All these games are massive, but especially that one. Um, very excited to see how that goes. And it, we'll see what happens tonight. I mean, that 2006 game, Canada beat the U.S. Do you know where it was played, Matt? Chase Field. It sure was. This cavernous, uh, quiet, dare I say, Chase Field out in the desert. So, uh, as MLB.com put it, will lightning strike twice? <laughs> the Baseball Zone's semi-private clinics are coming back for a new spring session. Small classes, more one-on-one instruction from top coaches, and access to the best baseball technology. From the end of April to early June, you can develop your hitting or pitching skills as you enter the summer season. Sign up today at thebaseballzone.ca before they're gone. Starting tonight for Team Canada is none other than Mitch Bratt. Who was also a guest on this podcast. Check out that episode. Mature bond is beyond his years. So, you know, if there's somebody that's ready for this moment at such a young age, it's probably Mitch Bratt. But at the end of the day, I'm just looking forward to watching him go out there and compete. I'm both excited and nervous for him. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, we're rooting for him as he's Canadian. We've, we've spoken to him. He seems like a great young man. Uh, but it's an exciting opportunity. He's going to get to face the likes of Trout and Goldschmidt and Arenado. You know, go out there and, you know, what whatever happens, happens. But it's an experience nonetheless. So the parallels then are really interesting. And, and yeah, like you said, Mitch Bratt, you know, a very uh, introspective guy. And this is a great opportunity. I think that's probably how he'll view it. You know, what a great chance on the big, big stage to – show what I've got and just kind of show the world what I, what I've got as a 19 year old. What do you really, what do you have to lose? Especially in this game where, where Canada is such a big underdog, right? Canada should lose this game. So if you're Mitch Bratt, just you're playing with house money, in my opinion, you know, and yeah. what a great position to be in. 
you, you know what I mean? Like that's when a team is dangerous, right? And and when a pitcher can be dangerous because they have really nothing to lose. They're kind of expected to lose this game. It's sort of, again, a lot like the 2006 vibe, right? And so, especially after winning yesterday. I mean, you win yesterday, you're one and all. Worst case, you lose tonight. Whether you lose by 20 or lose by one, a loss is a loss. Um, if they end up winning and they're two and all, they're completely in the driver's seat going the last two games. Um, yeah, so it's really for Canada tonight. It's it's go out there, leave it on the field, and and you're kind of if you're the U.S., the pressure's on the U.S. here. There's no doubt about it. Um, after losing to Mexico, they're gonna need to bounce back. They haven't looked good, like we've said. Um, so this could be an opportunity for Canada to sneak one and go two and all in this pool. So that's a wrap for a recap of Canada, Great Britain. I thought maybe we were gonna still be playing at this time, but. Uh, luckily, Canada put up uh, 18 runs and and run ruled Great Britain. So they're one and all in the in the World Baseball Classic. The U.S. tonight, followed by Colombia and Mexico. Uh, looking forward to recapping the next three games. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out Canadian Baseball Network for extensive and comprehensive coverage of the latest in Canadian baseball. And the Baseball Zone, Canada's leading instructional baseball academy and training home to thousands of MLB, pro, college, and youth baseball players.